Calling all nutrition nerds, fitness foodies, and anyone who may be health curious. I'm Anna, a graduate student in nutrition and a dietetic intern, and I'm here to be your guide on this journey to better well-being. Welcome to All In Nutrition, the podcast where we dive deep into the world of nutrition, health, and fitness, serving up digestible insights for people who are hungry to learn. Whether you're a wellness warrior or just starting out on your health and nutrition journey, we can support you along the way. Get ready to unlock the secrets to a healthier, happier you. Let's go all in on nutrition. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of All In Nutrition. I'm your host, Anna, and I'm so happy you're here. We made it to February, finally. Is it just me, or was this January, like, the longest month of our lives? I feel like January was at least eight weeks long. And not that I'm wanting this year to be going by any faster. I'm pretty proud of what I've been able to accomplish so far um, in the past month, but this winter just feels like it is really dragging by so slowly. Um, full disclosure, in the interest of transparency, I just wanted to let you guys know why I didn't upload last week, um, why I kind of went MIA. I just experienced the loss of a close family member. She was battling pancreatic cancer for a couple of years, and last weekend, or the weekend before last, I guess, she let go. And this has been a lot for my family to process and go through. And since the diagnosis, I feel like we've been grieving for two years. If you don't know, pancreatic cancer has one of the worst long-term prognoses out of all the different types of cancer. So, of course, in some ways, we feel a little bit of relief that she's no longer suffering and she's finally not in pain anymore but there are so many ways that we'll miss her and of course our family is never going to be the same i just wanted to make a note of that to say thank you to you guys for um, just kind of giving me some space and i didn't really feel like recording this and uploading you know as i was traveling home to be there for the services, the funeral, the visitation, all the things. And I just decided that I wasn't up for it. So I skipped a week. I'm sure we have all lost people who were important to us. And when you're going through the grief, this is the time to think about what really matters. Who were you put on this earth to be? What are you here to do? And are you making those things a priority right now, or has all the stuff that doesn't matter gotten in the way? Something that I have been reminded of is that I want my career to matter. I want to have an impact. And I want to share my journey with other women who are struggling like I did. I truly believe that our health is our wealth. And I don't say that because I want you to spend your life being scared of disease, but because I want you to think about 
how to make the most of the time that you have. Taking care of yourself and investing in your health is an investment in playing with your grandkids and having mobility later in life and getting to enjoy your retirement. Life just isn't that long. It, it's not. So I think it's really important to be thinking about how we're going to spend the time that we have. That was a really heavy way to start this episode and I don't mean it to be. I just want to let y'all know where I'm at. So I will always try to be transparent and honest here about, you know, how I'm doing because I don't want to just fake my way through this. That feels really icky to me. So also in the interest of transparency, I have a cold right now. I don't know if you can tell from my voice, but I'm going to try to get through this without like sniffing and sneezing. Um, oh, there I did. I just did it. But I'm going to try to not like sound gross through this entire episode. So here we go. Moving on. Today, we are going to talk about how to create your ideal wellness routine. We'll start with what wellness is and what it is not. Some tips that anyone can apply to their wellness routine. Some specific recommendations for women's health and wellness. And then some wellness myth busting. Let's get into it. I was kind of debating on whether or not I wanted to do this episode like a wellness episode or an episode with wellness in the title because I am a little wary of the wellness industry. You're going to learn this about me the longer this podcast goes on, but I am just suspicious of anybody trying to sell me something, right? So, of course, I am a little bit wary of what a wellness influencer is telling me I need to buy or what I need to eat. So what is wellness? What does that even mean? Because it has really taken on a life of its own in the past 10 years or so. And the most basic idea of wellness is the concept of making choices regarding your health with an emphasis on prevention and optimization. So rather than waiting until you get sick or have a chronic health issue to think about your health, Wellness is the idea of holistically working on your health while you are already healthy. And I like this philosophy. This is definitely something that I try to prioritize in my own life. I exercise and eat a balanced diet so that I can feel good and have the energy to do the things that I want to do now and so that I can prioritize my health as I get older. The concept goes beyond just your physical health. True holistic wellness should take into account your mental, emotional, and spiritual health. You can disagree with me, but I think all of these things are interrelated and that it's important to work on all of them. And that's really a key concept of wellness, that you are working towards improvement in multiple areas of your life so that you are holistically improving yourself and your quality of life. In my opinion, wellness can look however you want it to look because it's about you improving your life in the ways that you need and in ways that actually work for you, 
It's not about copying the routine of an influencer you follow because her life isn't the same as yours. So when you're thinking that you want to work on your wellness routine, it's really important to ask yourself, what is wellness to me? Also, sorry, um, that just distracted me that my messages are going off, but I put it on do not disturb. So we're focusing up. What does wellness look like to me, to you? Does it look like working out more often or calling your mom every week? eating more vegetables, prioritizing hobbies or activities that you enjoy. All of these things can improve your happiness and your quality of life, but they may not be priorities for everyone. Take some time to really think about what matters to you in terms of your physical, mental, and spiritual health, and really define what wellness looks like for you before you start building your routine. Let's just real quick define what wellness is not because I used to have a very skewed idea of this. I think that social media has really created this idea of wellness that is very elitist and not attainable for everyone. And honestly, in some ways it has co-opted diet culture and rebranded it as health, but I'll get into that in a minute. When I used to think of wellness, I thought of someone, usually a young, thin, white woman who drinks green juice and matcha and only eats clean, whole foods, practices yoga, meditates, and has this minimalistic home where everything is white and beige. You can picture this exactly in your head, right? Because you've seen this too, at least if your Instagram algorithm is anything like mine. For the longest time, I thought that to be taken seriously in the health and wellness and nutrition space, I would have to be this woman. I would have to always have abs and be vegan and drink matcha, which I hate. It's gross. It tastes like grass. And be a yogi and do all the crunchy girl things. I thought that I would have to be that girl, you know, quote unquote, that girl. And if you've seen this kind of content, you know what I mean. So if you have also seen this kind of thing and you find it really intimidating or like unattainable for you, please know this is not the definition of wellness. This is one version of wellness, the version that is popular on social media with young women who have the time and disposable income to practice wellness this way. So you can let that go and please know that your version of wellness is totally valid. I think one of the most important things you can do for yourself when you are defining what wellness is for you is to make sure that you are addressing multiple areas of your life. Because wellness is about integrating your life holistically and creating a balance that improves your life and your well-being. And that means that your routine is not balanced if you are only focused on your physical health. Your fitness and your diet are not the only things that matter when it comes to wellness. I feel like Instagram makes it look like that sometimes, like a wellness routine is lemon water and matcha and Pilates, but it's also going to therapy, having social connections and relationships, and having a sense of fulfillment or purpose in your life. 
These things are just as important as your body and your physical health. I think I've seen this quote or caption go around on Instagram and I'll paraphrase it because I can't remember it exactly, but it says, you can go to the gym, you can eat clean, but unless you deal with what's going on in your head and in your heart, you will never be healthy. To me, this is absolutely true. So, now that you have defined wellness for yourself and you know what your priorities are, here are some of my tips and things that I think everyone should think about in terms of their wellness routine. First, your physical health is a priority and there are things that everybody can do to take care of themselves and feel good in their body. The three most important components of your physical health are movement, nutrition, and sleep. If you have these three things locked down, then I don't think you really need to worry about your physical health um, unless you have some other health conditions going on. But these three are going to give you the biggest return on investment in terms of energy, immunity, maintaining your weight, and preventing some long-term chronic conditions. All the extra stuff like supplements, dry brushing, tongue scraping, those are the extras. As far as your physical health goes, think of movement, nutrition, and sleep as the three corners of a triangle. They affect each other, so it's really important to have a balance and a routine. Think about it. If you don't have a good sleep schedule, you're consistently getting less than seven, eight hours a night, you're gonna to feel too tired to exercise, or you'll show up to your workout and feel weak and easily fatigued. You also eat differently when you're sleep deprived. Lack of sleep alters your body's hunger cues and it can throw off your hormones. So you may experience more cravings for comfort foods and high calorie, high fat foods. So you're making it harder on yourself to prioritize your nutrition and health goals if you're not getting proper sleep. And you can go around the triangle again from a different direction and look at how altering your exercise can affect nutrition and sleep or how altering your nutrition can affect exercise and sleep. It's all connected, which is why I'm recommending that these three components of physical health be a priority in your wellness routine. You really wanna nail down a routine where you are consistently moving your body, nourishing your body, and allowing your body to rest. If you are starting from scratch and you're 0 for 3 on these things, then my advice is to start with the low-hanging fruit. Instead of joining a gym for the first time, just try walking around your neighborhood or in a park if you have one nearby. Instead of overhauling your diet, buy one fruit and one vegetable that you actually like the next time you're shopping for groceries. If you know you need to work on your sleep, try getting in bed one hour earlier than usual to read a book or watch a movie to fall asleep. You don't have to become a brand new person, but start trying to invest in these areas of your life and see how much better you'll start to feel. Maybe you're a little more of a wellness pro and you want to really start optimizing your routine. This is where you can start having fun with all the extras. 
but just know that there's still nothing that you have to add to your routine if you just don't want to. As far as your physical health goes, there are some little things you can do to give yourself kind of a boost. Dry brushing is a great one. You use this tool to brush over your skin and this helps to boost circulation, exfoliate the skin, and get the lymph flowing in your lymph nodes. Cold plunging is another wellness practice that's got a lot of buzz right now. The idea is that by shocking your nervous system, by submerging in ice water, you can teach your body to adapt to stress more quickly and calm your nervous system. I can see the benefits of this and it like it does make sense, right? You are teaching your nervous system to adapt to stress. Um, but as a person who hates the cold, I will probably never do it. So if you decide to try it, let me know, I, but I'm, I'm not going to. <laughs> Another small thing that you can add to your routine are supplements that will support your goals or meet gaps in your diet that you know aren't being met with nutrition. There's a lot of natural supplements that can give you some support uh, and you may want to try them before trying medications. Magnesium is a great one. It helps a lot of people with sleep and there are a lot of mixes out there like magnesium hot chocolate that can support your bedtime routine and help you get to sleep better. Probiotics can be good support if you have digestive issues and bloating, things like that. But my advice in terms of supplements is that you do not need to have every kind of supplement in your routine. And you definitely should not try to replace your medications with a supplement without talking to your doctor about it. If you have a prescription medication, you have it for a reason. So it's really not appropriate to try to substitute that with a natural supplement without a plan with your doctor to get you there. So yeah, I don't think there's a reason to add more supplements to your routine than needed. But if you've identified a specific need or a specific gap in your nutrition or your routine, then try out a supplement that can support your goals. The other thing that I think truly everyone should have in their wellness routine is a practice to support their mental health and manage stress. And this should be personalized to your needs and preferences because not everyone is in the same place with their mental health. If you have a mental disorder or a history of one, then I highly recommend that you see a therapist or a mental health professional rather than trying to manage on your own. Alternatively, maybe you don't have a disorder, but you've been, you've been through some stuff and you're trying to heal, therapy can support that as well. Stress can take a huge toll on your mental and physical health. It can age you and shorten your lifespan, so I cannot emphasize enough how important it is to be managing your stress. You don't have to take up yoga or meditation I find both of those things difficult and they're just not my cup of tea and that's fine because like I just said, wellness doesn't have to look one way. There are some things we can take from these practices like breath work and mindfulness that can help you calm your nervous system during times of stress and help you adapt to difficult situations. Deep breathing is a great technique that everyone can do and it's literally free. 
when you start to feel yourself getting overwhelmed, anxious, triggered, practice breathing deeply, holding your breath for a few seconds, and then slowly releasing the breath. This can help you slow your heart rate and calm your nervous system back to a less activated state so that you can think clearly and calmly and get through this situation. And over time, you'll notice that you are handling stressful situations with more resilience and clarity than you were before. I also think that everyone should have some sort of spiritual element in their life. Even if you are not religious, people crave a connection to something sacred, to something that gives their life meaning and purpose. So again, even if you are not religious, consider where and how in your life you feel a connection to the sacred. When you go on a hike, do you get just that sense of being in awe of nature or maybe near water like at the ocean? I'll give you a hint. It's probably in nature that you'll feel this way because we live on this big, beautiful, divine planet. I don't know how you could watch a sunrise in the mountains and not think about your place in the universe and the connection of living things and how we're all part of a spiritual world. But connecting to some type of spiritual practice is going to give you a sense of purpose and help you orient your place in the universe. So I think this is an important component of any wellness routine. Okay, moving on to my girls. We're going to zoom in on women's health for just a second because I know that most of y'all listening are my girls in your 20s and 30s and you wanna know how you can prioritize your health during this season. I hear you, I'm here for you. So let's dive into that for a minute. Honestly, one of the best things women can do for themselves during this phase of their lives is to stop dieting. A lot of women start chronic dieting in their teens and even if you're not actively on a specific diet anymore, so many of us continue to carry around certain behaviors or food rules or fears that we learned during a diet. I know a lot of girls who are still afraid of carbs, don't eat breakfast, or use coffee and water to hold off their hunger and avoid eating. This is the time to give it up. This is your sign. For one thing, you may have caused some damage to your metabolism over the years if you have dieted seriously for a long time. This damage can be undone. I'm not trying to scare you. It's totally possible to restore your metabolism to a healthy level through nutrition and exercise, but you're going to have to let go of dieting. And as you get older, you'll find that you struggle with your body weight even more due to the metabolic damage of chronic dieting, combined with natural slowing of your metabolism with age. So now is the time to start working on your relationship to food, exercise, and your body. It's also really important for women to prioritize strength and resistance training during this phase. You don't have to lift weights or become a bodybuilder, but resistance training builds muscle and bone density, which is going to protect you from injury over time and help you stay healthy and mobile as you age. 
I know we don't really like to think about getting old when we're literally in the prime of our lives, right? But if you start now, you're going to have a great foundation for staying healthy through middle and older age. Pilates, yoga, bodyweight workouts, these are all valid forms of resistance training. So don't feel like you have to join a gym or go to an expensive class or anything like that. You can build strength by doing workouts on YouTube on your phone. All you have to do is be consistent. A lot of women now are seeing a lot of success through cycle syncing their workouts. And what that means is um, matching up the intensity of their workout to the phase of their menstrual cycle that they're in. This is not something that I do because I'll be honest with you guys about my privilege. I don't really recognize different parts of my cycle. I tend to stay the same uh, throughout my cycle. I don't really feel differently. But a lot of women find this more effective. So they are able to go hard during their luteal phase when they have more energy and allow themselves to rest and move a little slower, maybe prioritize some yoga and stretching during their menstrual phase. I can talk more about cycle syncing in another episode, but I do want to do more research on it before I dive into it because it's not something that I really practice. So you guys let me know if you want to hear more about cycle syncing and we'll talk about it. Okay, so in the last segment of this episode, I just want to bust some wellness myths. And these are going to be kind of rapid fire because I don't want to spend too much time on it. So buckle up. The first one, and something that I see go around a lot on Instagram and TikTok is about detoxing. This is probably one of the biggest and most harmful wellness myths. And it's mostly just like BS. First of all, hot lemon water in the morning doesn't detox you. Lemon water does not have magical powers. It just looks very aesthetic on your Instagram feed. Lemon water will help you stay hydrated, boost your intake of vitamin C, and it may help a little bit with your digestion, but it is not a miracle potion. So please, can we stop acting like it is? Second of all, supplements. I know I just touched on supplements earlier, but now I'm getting to the supplements that I don't like. Supplements are not a replacement for your prescription medications. They're not going to make you a superhuman. And yes, you can overdose or experience toxicity symptoms from certain supplements, so they're not harmless. Do not take random supplements without researching them. Don't buy a supplement just because an influencer recommended it and tell your doctor everything you are taking, please. I'm begging you. Greens powders, waste of money. You don't need them, especially if you already eat fruits and vegetables. And even if you don't eat fruits and vegetables, a greens powder is not a replacement for them. Evidence shows that isolating food ingredients into a powder doesn't have the same effect on your body as consuming food in its whole form. So you are genuinely better off eating a salad or blending some greens into your smoothie than buying those expensive powdered greens. Wellness trends like cold plunging, infrared saunas, these are optional in your life. 
you don't need to feel like you're missing out or like health and wellness are inaccessible to you because you can't afford to install a sauna in your home. Prioritize a healthy diet of whole foods, move your body, get good sleep, and you will be well on your way to the healthiest version of you without all of these extra things. The last myth I want to touch on is that your health and wellness is always under your control because it just isn't. I say as I have a cold and I am one of the healthiest people I know. And that idea um, that your health is always in your control, it really alienates people who go through challenges that some of us will never understand. If you have a chronic disease, a disability, or you go through a traumatic experience, your health may suffer and this is not a moral failure. It's not because you're not disciplined enough. It's because you don't always have control over these things. Health is a spectrum that comprises the range of what humans experience between birth and death, and it looks different on everyone. You don't have to be an able-bodied person in peak physical condition to enjoy life or take care of yourself. The spirit of wellness is to meet yourself wherever you are and take small steps towards getting where you want to go. So let's sum all of that up in some quick bullet points. To create your perfect wellness routine, let go of the idea that wellness has to look just one way. Your life doesn't need to look like an influencer's life. You don't have to take up yoga to practice wellness. Create a routine that serves you and your goals. Wellness is about finding balance in different areas of your life. So your routine should honor your physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being. And for my girls, my aspiring wellness girlies, I want you guys to be focusing on building muscle, listening to your body, stop dieting, and think about what healthy habits are going to serve you in the long term, not just trying to lose weight or have abs. Okay, and that is all I have for you guys today. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you for being patient with me for taking a week off. It was much needed, but I am so happy to be back, and I have so much good stuff planned for y'all in the coming weeks, so stay tuned, and I will see you next week. Bye! Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the All In Nutrition Podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe and find me on Instagram at Anna's All In and the Nutrition Podcast at All In Nutrition Pod. I'll see you guys next week. Bye.